0: Hey, it is episode three of the Pick and Roll Podcast. Cliff and Carter, Carter- yes, right, yes, sir. are here and back for another full episode. Uh, sorry for the delay in getting this thing up, but we've been busy, man. Yeah, we've been busy trying to get a house ready to sell, which is a complete nightmare. It's... accurate yeah so but you know what we still found the time to uh uh, do what we had to do and get this thing uh up and popping so if you are not already please go and follow us on twitter at uh oh my gosh what is the address pick and roll underscore pod is it pick and roll or the pick and roll are you looking Carter's looking for it right now.
1: It is at the pick-and-roll underscore pod, and Facebook is at the pick-and-roll pod.
0: Yeah, and you can also email us if you want, the pick-and-roll podcast at gmail.com. And, uh, well, I don't need to give you the web address to the podcast because you seem to have found it, so... Uh, we got some cool stuff coming up for you. We're going to continue our uh, top five uh, series, NFL position by position, and that noise you may or may not be hearing is uh, somebody in there steam cleaning the tile in our in our house. So, yeah, fantastic. Gotta love, gotta love that. <laughs> we'll see if we can't uh, fix that in post production. <laughs> Uh So today Carter is going to be top five whiteouts And uh, this might be Like I was saying uh, last week This might be where we have some differences So looking forward to that we will also have our weekly 2K head-to-head update. Oh, my gosh. I can't wait for this
1: one. It's going to be awful.
0: It's going to be – did you say awful or awesome? Because, awful because no, I, think I it depends am on your perspective. trash at 2K. And, uh, well, don't give it away. But, yeah, that's true. Uh, I think it gave it away already. And our big segment today, the NBA is back. Well, not yet, but it will be um, next month. So. Very soon. Carter and I could not be more stoked for that because we are a couple of hoop heads. So, yeah, without further ado, let's uh, get into the, well, let's not get into the first segment yet. Let's hear. No, let's not. What do you want to do first? Sponsor. No, not yet. Yeah, let's do that. Let's go ahead and hear, uh, so that they can let their presence be known, uh, our fantastic sponsor, Simply Seattle. We'll have uh, a word from them, and then we will be back with the first segment here on the Pick and Roll Podcast. Sound good, Carter? Yes, sir. All right. All right, well, we wanted to tell you uh, a little bit about a – fantastic organization called simply seattle and um, i can tell you from personal experience that simply seattle is uh dude awesome um let me first tell you about who they are Uh, simply seattle is the place to find all things seattle Uh, they got gifts souvenirs sports gear apparel gift baskets man a whole lot more Um, for seattle's locals and guests uh, they curate the best of seattle its local stars and rich history 28 years of successfully serving seattle residents and guests that's what simply seattle brings to the table and carter i can tell you from experience because i've got a couple hoodies i've got some stickers i've got a couple of the uh uh, protective face mask coming in the mail and i know that you are uh always saying hey can i have something from simply seattle because i really
1: need one of those hoodies Aren't they
0: awesome? They are fantastic. They're very, very well done, uh, very comfy. As a matter of fact, I've got one on right now. I got my bring, bring Them back, Sonics forever, uh, hoodie on, that uh, I actually got, um, you know, for being such an awesome supporter of Simply Seattle. So Simply Seattle takes care of their uh, customers; they will take care of you as well. Currently, they have uh, uh, some offers going on. They are offering free. Uh, protective face mask uh, or face coverings uh, to all of their customers. They have them in a a variety of different um, themes. They have uh, University of Washington colors, they have Seahawks colors, Sonics colors, uh, so on and so forth. Uh, They also have non-sports related kind of themes with those. Uh, They are offering these masks for free, uh, Carter. They're only asking that you pay a standard uh, shipping rate for each one. They also are featuring their Supersonics collection right now and that is uh, freaking awesome uh, they've got a whole uh, Gary Payton line they have a whole line of uh, Sean Kemp rain man um, apparel going on and they got the $20 hoodies yep. uh, and I got mine you guys out there can get yours if you are uh, a lover of Seattle like we are then this is the spot that you need to go to for sure you can find simply Seattle on the web at simply On Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, it's all the same. They are Simply Seattle, and I suggest you get out there and get yourself some Pacific Northwest Pride apparel, and uh, get your shop on at Simply Seattle.
1: Yeah, that website, the website is very well organized, too. I did not have trouble finding anything when I went on that website.
0: And you know what I love about the website, too, is that it kind of serves as like a uh, visitor's uh, like a tourist guide, because on the blog that they have there embedded into their website, they give all sorts of uh, uh, of tips for people who want to come and explore some of the nature and uh, a lot of the cool things to do in Seattle and outside of Seattle as well. So uh, stop by the website, simplyseattle.com, or uh, check them out on the social media channels at Simply Seattle. We rep it. We live it. We are Seattle. as always a big thank you to simply seattle for their support and uh yeah they are fantastic people so let's get into some nfl talk and cue the music oh yes that sound means it is time to talk uh some football this week top five wide receivers going into the 2020 season do not look at my list carter you're cheating i would not how do you want to do it this time do you want to you start i know but do you want to go my five your five my four your four or do you want to go my yeah. top five and let's okay, just keep it so. how it's been all right cool well i'll tell you what i looked at a few different things obviously the numbers receptions, yards, touchdowns. But I uh, went a little bit deeper and looked at uh, their per uh, yards per catch, their yards per target. I looked at catch percentage. Yes, and also catch rate. Boom. And uh, once again, as always, Carter and I do not collaborate on these. These are list my top five his top five totally independent of one another so without further ado i'm gonna start off with a little something my number five this was actually tough uh i gave amari cooper serious consideration for number five but in the end the reason i did not choose amari cooper is because of his uh his lack of production on the road and you know, as a Cowboys fan, you know that's true. So, I'm going with this guy. 82 catches last year, 1,057 yards, eight touchdowns. Uh, his per catch, per target, and catch rate are all among the top 10 in wide receivers in 2019. I think this dude is way underrated, but just as dangerous as anybody else that I'm going to put on my top five. That's Mr. Tyler Lockett from the Ooh. Seahawks, number
1: five. Okay, well. My number five, my surprise, a lot of people. He started in my top three, and uh, I looked at the stats a little bit closer, realized that he had an MVP candidate on his team. Uh, My number five is my number five is DeAndre Hopkins.
0: DeAndre Hopkins, wait, MVP candidate on his team? Who? Deshaun Watson. He was not an MVP candidate. I considered him a top five quarterback last year. A top five quarterback, does not make him an MVP candidate.
1: But but DeAndre Hopkins, 104 receptions, about a um, 1,165 yards, and caught about 70% of the balls thrown to him. But uh, it'll make sense later why I put him in number five. Alright, cool. We'll
0: go with that. So, uh, my five is Tyler Lockett, your five is DeAndre Hopkins. Let me give you my number four, since you went with Hopkins in the, at your five. My number four is the De- DeAndre Hopkins. 104 catches, like you said, 1165. 55 yards, seven touchdowns. I think the best hands in the NFL uh, still Mm -hmm. to this day, as Deontay Wilder would say. say, To this day! That was loud, wasn't it? Uh, Yeah, so my number four is D-Hop. And I'll tell you what, it's going to be interesting to see what he does with Larry Fitzgerald on the other side. And uh, Kyler Murray – Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray throwing him the ball, so – Take it away.
1: Uh, My number four is Mike Evans. Ooh, yes. He had a 57% catch percentage.
0: Ooh, not good.
1: Not good, but he caught about 40 less balls than DeAndre Hopkins and only had 15 less yards.
0: Yeah, his yards per catch is definitely up there. He's a deep play guy.
1: He he was a, he was had a big impact on that team last year, so I put him in number four.
0: Yeah, um, I'll be honest with you. Mike Evans also consideration for the top five, but that uh, that catch rate, that was what dropped him out. Um, I, I don't, I think if you're, if you're below 65% in the catch rate, uh, it's kind of hard to justify a lot of things, but you like the big play, uh, potential in him. I do too. But, and, uh, I totally, totally respect that. So my number four was DeAndre Hopkins. Your four, Mike Evans. Uh, do you want to go with your three or you want mine? Mm, go, go ahead. Number three, the model of consistency at the wide receiver position. 99 catches, 1,394 yards and six tutties. Unfortunately, his offense around him was complete garbage, um, those numbers. 99 catches and only six touchdowns. That just blows my mind. Obviously, uh, he needs help on offense. They also now need help getting rid of those ugly new uniforms they got. That's Julio them. Jones of the Atlanta Falcons, my number three.
1: Okay. Uh my number three is Amari Cooper. Ooh, I like that. Um, I was curious as to where you were going to put Amari. Go. 79 receptions, okay. 1,200 yards. Again, a, he had about 30 less than DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah. His catch percentage was only, I think it was 2.5 lower. Yeah. And he had more yards, so I had to put him ahead. And Mike Evans, and he had more than him. Even though I – and the catch percentage between him and Mike Evans was probably what separated them.
0: Yeah, don't get me wrong. I I mean, I love Amari Cooper. His numbers were fantastic. But I just – I don't know. There's something – there's something for me anyways that just could not get past the the fact that at home he is the best wide receiver in the NFL. On the road, he's – Average. I mean, let's be honest. So, I mean, but it could go either way. It just depends on, you know, how you feel about that sort of thing. So, my number three. Julio Jones and your number three, Amari Cooper. Let's go to number two of top five wide receivers coming into 2020. Oh, I love this guy! Come out of nowhere, seemingly. Let's start with the uh, the the uh, intangibles here: 15.5 yards per catch, number one in the NFL. 11 yards per target, and a 71% catch rate. Those alone speak for themselves, but 86 receptions, 1333 yards, and nine touchdowns. Say hello to Tom Brady's new favorite target, Chris Godwin, Tampa Bay, number two.
1: As much as I wanted to put him in my top five, I, I, I was like, uh, I'm gonna have to give him another year or two. I just couldn't
0: ignore. See, and and, and that's the drawback is is uh, you know, it, it, that was his breakout year last year.
1: Because as you know, I love Chris Godwin. I know you do, and, but I couldn't. I couldn't. Yeah. On
0: no, horse. I understand why because you know it's not. He doesn't have a pattern. Um, I just could not. Year. I could not ignore the numbers and the impact in that offense. Yeah. But go for it. Uh,
1: my number two. 149 receptions last year, an NFL record. Yep. Um, 1,700 yards and caught 81% of the passes (laughs) thrown to him. Michael Thomas.
0: Michael Thomas, New Orleans. Yeah, can't argue with him being uh, top three for sure, especially after catching an NFL record, uh, single season record for passes.
1: Originally, uh, without doing stats, if I had done this, I would have had him at three and DeAndre at two. But I looked at the stats, and he had to be at number two. That's a lot of yards.
0: It is a lot of yards. That's a lot of catches. And again, though, 150 receptions and only nine touchdowns. That and, just blows me away. And
1: by the way, that is 325, just about 325 more yards than second place in yards yeah. for
0: receivers. Yeah. Um, well, you spoiled it for me. Your number two is Michael Thomas. I have him at number one. Uh, simply because of numbers. Um, that, for me, no doubt put him at number one. Close, though. Uh, so, yeah. that You took all the drama out of my number one, which is fine. Uh, go ahead and give us yours. Who is your number one receiver?
1: My number one is your number three. Ooh. 99 receptions, 1,400 yards. This is what I looked at. Second most yards and receivers with the sixth most catches. Uh, yeah, I like that. 63% catch percentage. Um, he solidified his spot as a probably a top 10 receiver of all time. Yeah. And he's super fun to watch, so I'll put Julio at number one.
0: I like it. And what I like about this uh, is that we have the majority of the same guys in our top fives, but I don't think we have a single guy at the same spot. My top five was uh, number one, Michael Thomas. Uh, number two, Chris Godwin. Three is Julio Jones. Four, DeAndre Hopkins, and five, Tyler Lockett. Your top five:
1: one, Julio Jones; two, Michael Thomas; three, Amari Cooper; four, Mike Evans, and five, DeAndre Hopkins.
0: Oh, so we have three similar guys uh, out of five, but nobody's sharing the same position. So that's a solid, that's a solid list right there for. Uh, uh, comparison sake so yeah that's it that's our top five wide receivers headed into the 2020 season on the next episode this will be a little bit more difficult we are going to do top five offensive lines not linemen but lines oh my lord oh yeah you're gonna have to do a little bit more research there but you know what it's good for the brain and uh and good for the show so Uh, Yeah, Carter, love your list. Um, I love mine. I think it's a little better, but it's all a matter of opinion, right? All right. Well, that's it uh, for this NFL segment. We will be back in just a moment, and we will talk NBA. Don't go anywhere. Is that music is no doubt the intro to our weekly NBA segment. And oh, thank you, Jesus. The NBA is coming back, Carter. How does that make you feel deep down inside?
1: Well, as a fan of a team in need of a playoff spot, I feel amazing. Yeah, I do too. And uh, I just, I, I love hoops.
0: Mm hmm. There you go. That's the that, that's the sweet spot right there. Just a fan of hoops in general. Same here. And we are both, uh, of course, fans of the Trailblazers who are fortunate enough to uh, be a part of what's going to start on July 31st. So let's briefly discuss uh, what's happening. The plan is for the NBA to resume on July 31st uh, with an eight-game schedule. And they have included the 16 teams who are currently in playoff position, uh, with the with the standings that were in place when play halted, but added five teams. No wait, six. Six teams. Five yeah, five West. in the West and one in that trash Eastern Conference. The Wizards, uh, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, because Orlando's in the eight, and the Wizards. Ooh, that's dangerous. Are in the nine.
1: Yeah. We could be looking at two good 1 8 matchups.
0: Yeah, I don't know about that. Wow. Um, Okay. You'll be looking at one. But yeah, uh, yeah, so you have basically the eight teams in the East and then the Wizards. uh, The only team who has an opportunity uh, to get into a play-in scenario. And if you've been hiding under a rock and you don't know, um, basically eight, all these teams will play an eight-game schedule. Any team uh, that is within four, three. I don't know. Oh, crap, I forget. Uh, I think it's three, maybe. But within striking distance um, of the eighth seed uh, has the opportunity for a play-in game with that uh, current eight eighth seed to get into the playoffs. Man, that's what it's all about right yes, here. Yes, sir. So in the east, yeah, you have one team, uh, Washington, looking to do that. But in the west, holy crap, it gets crazy.
1: But Washington has one of my favorite point guards who said he might return. And I'm super excited for that, Mr. John Wall. Yeah, John Wall
0: saying he might come back, but you know who's saying they're not coming back? Uh, that's uh, Kevin Durant. Said he will not risk anything uh, this season. He wants to uh, uh, skip any any games he would be available for and just come back stronger for next year. Yeah, so I you gotta heard, respect that decision.
1: I heard he was still recovering from not only his Achilles but um, having coronavirus. So,
0: oh yeah, 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 that too. Um, So, yeah, one team in the East, uh, in addition to the eight-seeded teams already. Uh, But in the West, you've got the Grizzlies sitting at number eight. They're three and a half games in front of
1: Portland, Rip City. Two teams tied for nine, right?
0: And then you've got uh, us and uh, and the Pelicans. New Orleans, yes. Then you've got the Spurs. The Suns. The Suns. Wait, no, not the Suns. Not the Suns. The Kings. The Kings. And there's one more. Oh, crap. It's somebody who's probably not going to make it, but, uh, is it the
1: Suns? It might be. It might be.
0: Uh, we're going to have to go look. Um, but anyways. Uh,
1: they're not going to make it. So case. you've got
0: five teams. Well, actually, you have six teams playing for one seed. So that right there is going to be exciting. As if the Western Conference wasn't already more exciting than the East. Now you've got eight games for six teams to play for one seed. and crazy. Uh, it's crazy. Yeah, it's gonna be nuts. So let's get into uh, some questions that I propose to you. Yes. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna go with three questions. Uh, one, uh, you don't answer these yet. The most dangerous team who is currently outside of the playoff picture, currently outside of the top eight. Uh, in their conference. Number two, some of the things that uh, you're going to be keeping an eye on. Uh, so, what to watch for? And then number three, as of right now, who is your NBA champion? So, let's start with your most dangerous team outside of the uh, of the of the of the playoffs currently. Go for it.
1: I think everyone can agree with this. Um, Not everybody will. They they should. <laughs> Let's be honest. With this team completely healthy, it's it's crazy. There's no way they would be an eight seed if completely healthy. The Portland Trailblazers.
0: Yes. Why?
1: Wow. Other
0: than other than health, is that what, any anything I mean, else?
1: Hassan's a great defender. Yes. Uh, and if we make the eight seed, uh, which I mean, you're talking about what team will make it. So we'll we'll talk about that later. But mm-hmm. um, I think we just match up well. We can see other teams.
0: Yeah, I'm going the same route, Portland Trailblazers. And I know we're both uh, big Rip City fans, so, yeah, show our bias. But uh, with a completely healthy lineup, like you said, uh, Yusuf Nurkic coming back into the fold, Zach Collins coming back. Um And then what we already... Dame
1: fully recovered.
0: Yeah, Dame fully recovered. That right there is dangerous. I mean, you're talking about a team that was the third seed in the West last year.
1: That made it to the Western Conference Finals. That made it to the Western
0: Conference Finals. Um, Not only that, but um, they're playoff tested. This is a team who knows what it takes to win in these kind of situations. We just said it. Western Conference Finals last year. They won a Game 7 against Denver in the second round. Uh, Dame hit the the shot that uh, destroyed the Oklahoma City Thunder in the first round. And they know what it takes to win in these situations.
1: I mean, in my opinion, it's the number two backcourt behind. Well, we'll see. For right now, they're one. We'll see what John Wall can do. But
0: <laughs> well, and you just said it. Uh, my third reason, uh, and I don't think there's an explanation that needs for this. But you have Dame and CJ,
1: thirty point per game scorer killers. Is it, it? I'm pretty sure it's a career high. Uh, a career high points per game for Dame this year, and. Uh, CJ started slow, but he got. He's picking up. He, he's picking up, and he was playing well near the end of the season when Dame was hurt. And another guy I think you should watch for on the Portland Trailblazers, Gary Trent. Okay, yeah, Gary Trent, solid. Let's not forget
0: about Melo, man. Melo. He, he's been a contributor and a big one. And you already mentioned young Whiteside. Of course, you know how much I love Hassan. So uh, I
1: think he's a top seven, maybe top five center this year.
0: Oh, God, I love that guy. We got shooters. But, anyways, Damon CJ, two absolute killers, especially in the postseason. Uh, Portland, no doubt. They win the eighth seed. Might even move into the seventh. Who knows? Eh, probably not.
1: I mean, there's a chance. There's a chance.
0: Outside chance. Throw those Mavericks out. Speaking of seven, um, I'm going to start with my what to watch for, and I've got uh, three things here. Um, and speaking of that seventh seed, I'm looking at the maps. Um, they have exceeded expectations, I think. Um, or what, certainly what I expected them to be. But Right I now, expected them to be in the playoffs, but... Yeah, right, well, right now they're sitting in seven, and that's not where they want to be. I think they would rather be eight than seven, because uh, right now they would match up with the Clippers in the first round, a team oh. who has absolutely destroyed them in the regular season. They and, just don't match up with them. No. I, I mean, the Clippers could easily sweep the Mavs right out of the playoffs. You put
1: Kawhi on Luka and Montrez on, on Chris Dabson, you're yeah. good.
0: And... Yeah, and then throw in the rest of what they got there. You got got Lou Will, you got Pat Bev. I mean,
1: you just got Jalen Brunson get locked up.
0: The Mavs are not at that level yet. They're just not. they're not there. Um, I'm not saying that if they matched up with the Lakers as an eight seed that they would beat the Lakers. They certainly would not. But they would probably uh, win a game, you know. That would also
1: be a matchup issue.
0: Yeah. Ultimately, the Mavs need to pick up where they left off and they need to get into that, uh, that six, five or six seed. So we'll see what happens there. Something else. I'm curious. I, you know, I'm still not sold. Um, well, I'll, I'll save that. How will the, uh, the stoppage in play, the shutdown, the time off, how will that affect the momentum that the Milwaukee Bucks had built in the East? Because, I mean, they were virtually just running roughshod over the entire conference.
1: Yeah. What, do they have nine losses or something?
0: I think so, yeah. It's crazy. But, uh, you know, with a long layoff and then you're having to work uh, to get things back going, you're not going to just be able to pick up where you left off. You know, that, uh, that continuity and that, uh, that chemistry, that uh, is going to have to be rebuilt. So I'm curious to see if it affects them. And lastly, we talked about the Grizzlies, currently eighth in the West. Do you think that uh, they can even hold on to make it to the play, play-in game? We could be in a situation oh, where yes, we're looking at sure. we're looking at New Orleans. I, I honestly think we're going to be looking at New Orleans and Portland in the play-in game.
1: Uh, I don't think New Orleans makes the play-in game, to be honest. Um, Zion, I still don't. I, it's kind of the same with Jaw, but I don't think Zion's completely proved himself yet. Uh, Brendan Ingram's inexperienced, so I think. Valanchunas um, Jared Jackson jaw have a special connection and a guy that I've been looking at a lot this year uh, Dylan Brooks
0: Dylan Brooks that's a solid player right there uh, yeah but you know like I said everything's going to be determined on how these teams bounce back how they uh, I mean you're talking eight games that's that's nothing yeah so there's really no room for error so uh, what do you got Carter what do you what are you looking for
1: uh, the first thing is Western playoff matchups. Because I believe, like I said earlier, we'll talk about this, but that's right now is the time I'll talk about it. The Portland Trailblazers, I think they're the only team that can make the eighth seed that can take the Lakers down in a playoff series. All right. We match up well against them. Even without Melo earlier in the season, we beat them. Sadly, it was on Kobe night, but we beat them. And uh, I think... Two I think the Utah and Houston one will be very interesting considering we've seen what Donovan Mitchell can do whenever Russell Westbrook is on the other side of the court. Yeah. So um, that's what I'm looking forward to. And my other thing is the team who I still strongly believe is the best team in the East,
0: the Toronto Raptors. All right. I like that. And, yeah, Ooh, you and I are both – Fans of Pascal Siakam. I love OG on Anobi. And you love, you know what? I think you love players who have names that are uh, a little bit different. I just like
1: the Raptors.
0: Yeah, you do. You do. You liked them more when Kawhi was there, though.
1: You liked them more when they were beating
0: the Warriors in the finals.
1: Oh, yeah. No one likes the Warriors.
0: (laughs) All right. uh, Good stuff. So, last but not least... Who, right now, do you have winning it all
1: and why? Come on now. <laughs> Come on now. No drama here? No. It's the LA Lakers. You got you got LeBron. I mean, he's LeBron. He's known for just making it to the playoffs and murdering everybody.
0: Yeah, it's definitely a different gear. Uh, playoff LeBron is different. You get the, the look in his eyes. Now,
1: it's not playoff Kawhi. But it's playoff LeBron. Yeah. And the guy, I think he wants to make his 10th finals run this year.
0: Are you trying to say the playoff Kawhi is better than playoff
1: LeBron? Recently, yeah. What? Mm-hmm. Playoff Kawhi would have... What? Playoff Kawhi would have won MVP last year and this year. In if the playoffs? He, in the normal... like If he played like that in the NBA, he would have won MVP. You're talking about in the regular
0: season. Yeah. Well, then it wouldn't be playoff Kawhi. It would
1: be regular season Kawhi. I I do think playoff Kawhi is better than playoff LeBron. Eh,
0: wrong. I mean...
1: Just recently. I respect that opinion. Just recently, but...
0: While also thinking that that opinion smells horrible.
1: But LeBron... This could be his 10th playoff uh, finals run. Fourth ring. That's incredible.
0: That's incredible. So... With a third different team. uh, Which is... Insane.
1: I just... Gives me a tiny bit less respect, but I yeah, like loyal players.
0: Different issue for a different day. Nobody's loyal anymore, Carter.
1: Uh, no, Kobe and Dirk left, and then so for we'll,
0: Dame. Yeah, we'll see how long that lasts. Exactly.
1: All right, so you got the Lakers.
0: Uh, well, let's just say this: I don't believe in the Bucks. I don't either. I just don't. Uh, is Giannis, Giannis a good player? Yes. Uh, is he gonna be able to carry a team that um is probably gonna freeze up when they get to the NBA finals? No. Yeah, we um, asked that
1: question last year and uh they blew a two oh lead to the Raptors. Sure did.
0: And uh yeah, you saw what happened then. Uh the Bucks good enough to win the East. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, are they good enough to beat the Lakers or the Clippers in a seven-game or the series? Or the Nuggets in a 7 You know what? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I don't think they would beat the Nuggets in a seven-game series. So there's three teams right there uh, that I don't see them getting past. So, no. I do think the Bucks will win the East. Uh, I think that the Lakers will win this thing in either five or six games. So, yeah, give LeBron another ring, hang up another rafter in the Staples Center, for the Lakers, not for the Clippers. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that's it. We both have the Lakers, but I'm looking forward to it. July 31st. Man, it can't come soon enough. We're still looking at more than a month and a half away, so... I'm going to be counting down the days and the hours. I'm just ready for them to release the schedule just to see what we're going to be up against uh, as as Portland fans, so... But That's a yeah. game changer. Yeah, it is. It really is. But, uh, I mean, right now you've got 22 teams who are all playoff caliber, so there's really not going to be any games you're going to be able to sleep on, which is uh, why I was saying that, you know, the window for error is extremely small. And uh, the competition is going to be incredibly fierce, so looking forward to it. How about you?
1: I'm really excited.
0: You seem excited, Carter. Right?
1: I am very excited. Okay. Well, I mean, as you're rubbing your
0: eyes and kind of half yawning, itches. your excitement is uh, kind of tapering off. But, uh, yeah. Well, anyways, so there you have it, our return to the NBA uh, segment. And we will go ahead and just throw this right into the the next segment, which is our NBA 2K head-to-head update. Starting now, and boy, how momentum has shifted. Do you
1: want to do this segment on your own? No,
0: I would like your feedback. So, if you've been listening, you know that Carter had taken a 4 1 lead in the head to head 2K series. But my, oh, my, how things have changed, Carter. I was 3-1. No, you are up 4-1. you are up 3-0, and then I won a game, and then you won. But then, since then, Portland 119, Indiana 62.
1: Indiana's <laughs> well, hot garbage on
0: Tuesday. That was absolutely murdered. 57 points uh not only that. it that game was three records in the series most points scored least points scored on your on your part and the largest margin of victory which is 57 so that puts your lead down to 4-2. And then, since I had winner's choice, of course you know how I like to mix it up and go with the ladies every now and then. Winnow Will WNBA, Las Vegas Aces 103. Yeah, never playing WNBA ever again. Seattle Storm 68, another throttling 35-point win. And now 4-3, your lead just getting smaller and smaller. Then Sacramento your Phoenix a 22 point loss so not 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 as bad talk but, uh, about a bunch
1: of bad rolls
0: <laughs> yeah the uh, the random draw has not been kind to you uh, 22 point loss that evened the series and then was it last night did we play this last night or the night before night before Orlando and Charlotte very very even matchup I had the magic you had the Hornets and this was a back and forth game but Markel. Markel Fultz. What did he go for, 36? Probably. And, yeah, and, uh, you know, Mo Bamba was Mo Bamba.
1: Malik Monk balled out, though.
0: Malik Monk did ball out, and uh, Terry Rozier did not.
1: Uh, I don't even think I put him in the game. <laughs> uh,
0: you know who else was surprised? Evan Fournier. Yeah, because he was doo-doo? No. He was hitting outside shots. You know he was doo-doo was freaking uh Aaron Gordon.
1: Well I mean that's accurate though.
0: <laughs> yeah, it really is. That guy needs to just go cry over a dunk contest. So, one, two, three, four straight wins for me. The series is now in my favor, five to four. What's gonna happen this week? Oh we don't know. But we'll you know out what? On the,
1: on the next episode of Dragon Ball Z.
0: <laughs> okay. Thanks for that. Uh, uh, if you want to keep up with the um, the head-to-head series in real time, we do post uh, results of each game on our Twitter account. That is at the Pick and Roll underscore Pod on Twitter. So uh, oh, yeah, you can right. get the scores for those games after they are finished. So feeling good, man. I'm up five-four after being <laughs> down four-to-one. Uh, things are looking good. And okay, Cavs. What'd you call me? The Cavs. The Cavs. I'm the Warriors. Oh yeah, because you choked a three-one lead. Yeah. Good job, buddy. Way to be, uh, way to be Draymond Green. I like Draymond. Uh, who do you not like? Steph. Way to be Steph Curry. Oh, huh. Curry. All right. Well, that is it for uh, this week's edition of the Pick and Roll Podcast. Any last words, Carter? No, he's a man of few words but you know what we appreciate that about him (laughs) all right well thank you all for tuning in uh be sure you're following us on the twitter again at At the the pick pick and and roll
1: underscore pod
0: underscore pod correct uh on facebook we are at the pick and roll pod at the pick and roll pod or pick and roll podcast pick and roll pod yeah that's right so, yeah, follow us on Twitter and Facebook, and you can follow us. Uh, I am at Cliff C. Gibson, and you are? At? You don't even know. I don't know my
1: Twitter. I haven't been on uh, it
0: forever. Carter, Carter has, has a Twitter it. account. that. Uh,
1: at Carter
0: G underscore seven. All right, there you go. So, uh, yeah, that's it for this week's show. Thanks again to all of our listeners. We love you guys. Be safe out there, and we'll holler at you next time. Bye.